What's up, Miami? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Uh, we're going live at 4 o'clock on Friday. I'm thinking this is a nice time to go live on a Friday afternoon. Thanks for joining me. What's up, Miami? All right, let's get this episode going. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, first of all, I'd like to say I'm kind of getting the hang of this live stream thing. So if you really want to see what I'm doing with this podcast, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the entire experience. So just go to MiamiComedy.com slash YouTube to see what we've got going on there. And also, I've realized that going live without a production team is like playing an instrument. You've got to have multiple keyboards a bunch of buttons. You got to have the music going. You got to have the chats going, the live stream going. You got to like do a bunch of things. You got a bunch of cameras going. And the next thing you know, you're just pushing buttons and clicking around to make this show possible. But hey, it's good to go live uh, and actually get the hang of it. Now, the trick is, can you do it every day? I'm trying to. Is a vodcast difficult? No. Because when you have the best community tuning in, like Miami, oh, we could talk about anything. Anything is possible while we're live streaming, right? And you guys that are watching the show can contribute to it. So please don't be shy, all right? If you're watching this live, do, you know, chime in on the chat. What's up, uh, Dro, Mille, Michi, uh, Petty Blanche, Steph, Ivan, Hector, Rob, City Developer. What's up, man? Damn, early show today. Well, the reason why, uh, Dro, is uh, we're doing 4 o'clocks on Fridays for now. Because I have a coaching call at 5.30, and uh, so I don't want to interfere with that. Because it takes a lot of energy to live stream. I also want to say hello to all the podcast listeners, those that are listening to the recording. I see the analytics going up. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. Those on Anchor, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. I know you're out there. Thank you very much for the support. Uh, I shaved today, as you can clearly see on the video, and I cut myself. And I was bleeding profusely. You know, so, you know. I don't know how you guys shave, but I... Look, ladies, I'm just going to say it like this. You know, ladies, we, us men, we bleed too. More than once a month. <laughs> we nick ourselves often. Well, maybe I do. Sure, it's not as unpleasant as, menstru- as menstruation or your menstrual cycle. But it's, it's still... Look at this Band-Aid. Look at this thing. This thing was overflowing. When I bleed, when I cut myself, when I bleed... On my face, for some reason, it looks like a crime scene in my bathroom. This thing just profusely leaks until droplets fall all over the floor. It's only a little nick, and I'm bleeding as if a crime happened. Just walk into my house, be like, oh my God, what happened? Oh, I I just nicked myself. Jesus. This looks like forensic files in here. Uh, Yesterday, I just came back from watching a uh, great show by the band Tool. If you guys are into rock and roll, if you're into psychedelics, if you're into just uh, talking about, you know, cool, spiritual, artistic stuff, definitely catch Tool next time they're around. I'm actually surprised a band like that showed up to a city like Miami. Uh, And it was packed. I thought it was going to be empty. A rock band in Miami, and a lot of people came out. That's crazy. What's up, Eric Fitt? Hey, Cece. What's up, Maria? Caesar Comedian, what's up? So I was watching memes to see who else was posting memes about uh, the band that was coming to the FTX arena over in downtown Miami. And uh, some guy by the name of Todd Brown 
I think he was from Cincinnati or something like that. So this this kid did a, a sketch, and it was a hilarious sketch, and it was him uh, leaving his headphones down on the table. His grandpa comes in, puts on the headphones, and then uh, you know he starts tripping out listening to the band or whatever. And then and then he snaps out of it, and then he starts beating the kid for listening to that to the devil's music. Right? You guys got to watch it to to see how funny this sketch was. But nonetheless, I watched the sketch just because I looked up what was funny about the band. And this was filmed, this sketch was filmed in Cincinnati. And I, when I went to the FTX arena, I went early to go to the merch table because I know there's some diehard Tool fans that they love the band so much they show up like three hours early to get all the posters before they sell out, you know, collector's items and stuff. And lo and behold, out of the thousands of people that were there waiting in line, I come across Todd Brown. And he's alone, and I think his name was Todd Brown, I don't know, but his first name is Todd for sure. And he's just standing there with his mask on, holding onto a beer and just staring off into space. And I go, no way, hey, are you uh, Todd, the guy that did that sketch about his grandpa beating him because he listened to Tool? And he's like, oh yeah, I was like, what are the odds, man? I just saw your sketch, like, before I got here. And out of all the people here in Miami... And he's like, I'm not from Miami. I'm from Cincinnati. What? So not only did we meet, not only are we comedians virtually, and not only are we in two different cities, but we come across each other. It was it was one of the most serendipitous things that's ever happened to me. What a small world, huh? So anyways, um, I'd like to get into the headlines today, shall we? Let's jump in. Uh, this has been making some waves. This has been trending. The son of GOP. You know, let me put the... Uh, display here son of G- gop rep carlos jimenez arrested in miami steakhouse slap now when i read this headline i knew that i had to make fun of this this is hilarious to me because first of all if you're a prestigious person and you're still out slapping people more power to you that is awesome you know the ability for you to be like do you know who i am do you know who my brother is and then you just slap somebody just because your brother is a gop representative <laughs> My brother represents the Republicans. Here's a slap. Like if we were still back in the days when we were wearing powdered wigs and we take our gloves off and slap somebody, let alone in a steakhouse. You slapping people in steakhouses, bro? That is awesome to me. But at the same time, it's also a little sad (laughs) that you think that you could slap people like that. Curse of blessings. Welcome. Jack Swagger, what's up? So apparently... This was a confrontation. Please tell me this was at an Outback. No, of course. It was a Morton Steakhouse. Come on, man. An Outback? Come on, Manny. This is Morton's. We're, we're talking upper echelon dining here. The son of Representative Carlos Jimenez was arrested Wednesday after allegedly slapping city commissioner. And it was another politician. Imagine this. A guy related to a politician slapping somebody in a political position. Now that is what I call privilege. <laughs> Do you know who my brother is? Bow! I'm the commissioner. I don't care. You getting slapped. Please tell me he he used his steak. Not an open hand slap. He let alone, might as well just grab the steak he was eating and just slap him with it while it was still sizzling. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Carlos J. Jimenez, 44, was charged with a single count of simple battery after a confrontation with Alex. That's another thing to go to show you the kind of privilege these politicians have that you get, uh, you, you call the cops for getting slapped. 
And there's something about slapping people that is more that is worse than getting into a fight. And I'll tell you why. Um, a slap, a slap implies that you're not gonna fight back, right? It's a, when you fight somebody, you got no choice but to fight back, right? A slap is the person being so cocky in the confrontation that they think you're not gonna do anything after that. You just slap somebody across the face. Hey, I know you ain't gonna do nothing. That, now, not, that's not only the reason why slapping is such an offensive thing. Apart from it assuming that you're not going to do anything after being slapped, when you do it in public, there's a sound. So it lets everybody in the area know, within a good 15 to 20 feet know, <laughs> that you've just been disrespected, and the person assumes you're not going to do it back to them. Just one slap that rings across the entire restaurant. And you're doing it in a Morton Steakhouse, so you know there's some fancy people there. You know, there's probably, like, other politicians there. There's probably some entrepreneurs and CEOs there. Hell, there's probably even a sugar daddy with a sugar baby there. And you know she's going to go on the WhatsApp group and tell all her friends that somebody just got slapped. And it was uh, Alex Diaz. (laughs) The commissioner. (laughs) Oh, my God, girl, you know what happened? The commissioner just got slapped. Coral Gables Police Chief Ed Hudak called the altercation unremarkable, but added that because of who everybody is, we decided to let you know what was happening. <laughs> Since everybody knows who these people are, we might as well let the cat out of the bag and tell everybody who they, who they are, right? Everybody knows. It ain't nothing different. Can we please keep it anonymous? No, 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 no. You're the commissioner, man. Can you please not tell people what happened at the restaurant? No, no, no. We got to tell people, man. Come on. You're the commissioner, bro. We got to tell people what happened here. The commissioner got slapped. Alex Diaz got slapped, everybody. You're a police officer. Where's your professionality? No, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're like journalists today. We're the front end of, of journalism. Hudak further described the incident as a conversation and a slap. <laughs> There you go. That's even worse. The fact that you got slapped w- while a conversation was happening. It probably, he probably did it when he least expected it. Hey, man, how was your day? Yeah, my day was fine, man, but your brother really gets on under. The hell did you say about my brother? <laughs> Dro says, smoked him with a T-bone. <laughs> yeah, right after he finishes eating it. A T-bone can be a weapon. You know, you pay $200 for a, a thick T-bone steak, and then right after you finish eating, you just you pull out that thing, you just slap him with the bone. You hold on to the bottom part, and then the T part is what you hit him with it. You know? You probably hit him so hard, he probably can't even tell the difference between a slap or a bone. <laughs> was that a T-bone, or was that the, the bones in my hand? That's how hard it was. <laughs> oh, man. Jimenez was booked into Miami's Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center and was set to bond at 1500 Ah, oh, that's nothing. My brother is the GOP rep. I'll get out of this. Just make a quick phone call. Do you know who my brother is? Give me your name. In a statement released hours after the incident, Diaz de la Portilla called Jimenez quite a coward and said he was... He appeared to be under the influence. Of course, alcohol was involved, and not just any kind of alcohol. Fine wine. All right, the finest of the wines. I'm talking about $50 a glass or, or end up. All right? 
Ain't no way someone's going to slap you at a steakhouse with beer or cocktails. No, it's, it's fine wine of the red kind, right? Because the, the white wine is kind of a little light. You want something heavy on the belly to kind of make you feel invincible. <laughs> uh, in a statement released hours after the incident, Diaz de la Portilla called Jimenez quite a car and said he appeared to be under the influence. It was more like a flick of his wrist from behind me when I was having lunch as, as he cowardly approached me from behind and ran away. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this wasn't even, like, in his face. This was like a sneak attack. It's, you know what? It's You know what, dude? Be happy that you got a sneak attack slap rather than an assassination because back in the day, all right? Not even back in the day. You know, like in, in, in communist countries where assassination was the norm, all right, people would do. People would out you right there in a steakhouse in front of everyone, and the person will go to jail, you know, thinking he's a hero. Right, this guy, this guy just gave you a slap because he probably felt threatened, or you probably said something, or he had some sort of vendetta. Who knows? Or maybe he's a prankster. Maybe he just did it for fun. You know what I mean? Be glad it wasn't an assassination attempt, man. I'd rather get slapped from behind than get clapped from behind. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you hear from uh, Kirsten Blessing says you hear the sound from across the street. You hear that, son? That's what a bitch sounds like. <laughs> yeah, whoever's dining at Morton Steakhouse and you hear a slap from the distance and your son is present, that's a good time to let your son know what's going on. Did you hear that, son? Quick and to the point. If you ever come across somebody that's acting up, Slap him, but be a man and do it from behind. <laughs> do it when he least expect it. And it was a flick of his wrist from behind me. All right, so this guy was probably doing it as some sort of aggressive prank, because it it, it wasn't just it wasn't an open palm slap. It was a slap from behind, right? It was like a like that, right? So he went up behind him. He probably went behind his left or right ear, depending if he's left or right handed. And he just gave him like one one of those, right? Like there you go. All right? You didn't smell the wine as he was approaching you? Didn't smell his wine breath? <laughs> Yo, you guys smell that? It smells like somebody that's wine drunk. It smells like a wino's around me. Oh! Uh, <laughs> uh, it is unclear what prompted the altercation. Police have not confirmed whether Jimenez was under the influence at the time. Come on. Jimenez's father also named Carlos, was elected to Congress in 2020 and formerly served as the mayor of Miami-Dade County for more than a decade. Statement on today. All right, so this is from the person that got slapped. Alex Diaz de la Portilla. Uh, and I like the fact that his name kind of rhymes. Um, statement on today. It was more like a flick of his wrist from behind me when I was having lunch, and it was during the daytime. So this guy was day drunk. See, this is, this is the life of politicians here in Florida and Miami. We don't care what time of the day it is. We're doing blow, and we're drinking wine, and we're slapping other politicians in steakhouses. That's what life is like here in Florida as a politician. Hell yeah, man. I want my politicians here in Florida to be doing stuff like this. I don't want nothing, you know. Oh, let me, let's have a debate. No, let's, let's, let's slap box at a Morton Steakhouse. Uh, this guy is not known as a very courageous guy. <laughs> See, they spoken like a true politician. This guy's not known as a very courageous guy. Actually, he's quite a coward and appeared to be under the influence. So, you know, if, if it wasn't that big of a deal, man, why would you bring the cops into this, man? If you got slapped up, 
Just like Tupac said, you better back the F up before you get slapped the F up. If I was a politician, those would be the kinds of quotes that I would put on my Twitter. The elder Jimenez told the Herald he was unaware of an incident involving his son, but had not spoken with him as, a, as of Wednesday afternoon. His office did not immediately respond to the post request for comment. Carlos J. Jimenez was previous, previously lobbied on behalf of former President Donald Trump's pr- business interest in Florida. Yeah, man, and you know what's, you know what's very interesting about um, uh, politicians after altercations like this? They still get along right after, right? They go to luncheons together. They go to fundraisers together. They go to some political debate together. You know, if the president ever makes some sort of public announcement, they're in the same room together. So now we're, now politicians from Florida are beefing with other politicians like this was West and East Coast all over again. All we need right now is politicians to start rapping and, and doing diss tracks. Like, look, politicians, let me go ahead and say this publicly. To all the politicians out there, let me say this publicly. Do rap. Do diss tracks. Do any sort of campaign that prevents you from being disrespected in public in this way. All right? It worked for Tupac. It worked for Big E. Uh, it worked for other rappers that had beef. They go. They put their, their words and their thoughts into a song. All right? It's, it's, it's not uh, life-threatening. Well, rest in peace for those that did pass away for putting diss tracks. But pol- politicians, you know, it's a whole different breed. If you did a diss track, you know, you got a lot, you got security, you got security, you got bodyguards. You know, you do a diss track, you put it on SoundCloud, and then you link it to your website. And then when people want to see your response to getting slapped at a steakhouse, they listen to that song. And you know what? More votes. (laughs) You get more votes that way because people know where you're coming from. And if the beat is sick, you find yourself a nice producer. Somebody that comes up with a nice little trap beat. And then you can also say, uh, you know, Alex Diaz de la Portilla also supports local artists. He got DJ Cobra in the one and two spinning this track while he spits hot fire against uh, Carlos Jimenez, who slapped him at a steakhouse. The cows ain't the only thing that got uh, that's going to get killed. <laughs> Crescent Blessing says, as he slapped him, he yelled, only in day. <laughs> Yo, get the camera on me. Yeah, that's another thing you should do. Apart from, apart from sound, uh, SoundCloud diss tracks, you should also tell your boy to record it. Yeah, not only only that, you all say World Star. Yo, man, get this. This is going on World Star. Representative Carlos Jimenez slapping Alex Diaz de la Portilla in uh, in a steakhouse. World Star. Got to get the black votes up. <laughs> put it put it on World Star. This is my demographic now. Get those vote numbers up. Yeah, man. You know, you politicians, you need to level up like the people that are doing in Florida. Florida is going to the next level in terms of getting their names out there for votes. You do only in date. You get the Miami, you get the Latino demographic. You do world star fights. You get the, the African-American demographic. And then you, you're going up the ranks. Dude, that's a great idea. If I was a politician, I'd be slap boxing. Uh, you know, record me. What? It's only $1,500. There's a lot of other content creators that pay a lot more money than $1,500 in bonds to create videos of them. Whether it be sketches, whether it be podcasts, people spend a lot more money than that. So this is an easy way to get your name out there. Just start beefing with other politicians, man. Do it on record. Everyday Surgeon, what's up? 
the screen surgeon, the screen surgeon, what's up, man? All right. Uh, we're down to the last five. So I want to go ahead and point one more thing out, man. I came across this other article. And, you know, believe it or not, your boy's really into the art world. Um, let me see. I love art, right? But the, the non-pretentious kind of art, right? I really enjoy art because it helps me uh, think better. It puts me in a better mood. And I like, I like finding the subtleties in art. But then I came across this article in the Miami Herald that says, is it art or is it just a really big screensaver? That's a very Miami thing to say for a Monet exhibit. But you know what, Manny? Also, you know, I can also see the other side. The times are changing. There's different art that comes out. Monet has been in the game for too long. Like, how long do we got to praise Monet? All right, all right, I get it. Fine. I get your point of view. But there's a reason why these arts and artists are, are renowned. Because they set the status quo. Well, forget the status quo. We're now uh, uh, doing graffiti of Richie Rich and the Monopoly guy holding on to bags of money. That's art. Okay, none of this Monet stuff. What am I looking at? Huh? What is this? Is this somebody's backyard? While the guy steps out of his bedroom while he's drunk and he just looks out and he's like, oh, look at this blurry lake with flowers on it. Let me put this on a canvas and call it art and sell it for millions. F that. I want a photo of a baby Hulk <laughs> on the wall of a bodega. <laughs> now that's art. Uh, there's a new immersive art experience in Miami. Should you work yourself into a frenzy overseeing it? Probably not, though, as we all know, Miami excels at FOMO spiraling. That's true. That is true. Making somebody feel FOMO, which uh, is an acronym for fear of missing out, is a really good way to market to the Miami people. That's one thing I've learned about uh, marketing. Sometimes people often react to FOMO than anything else, you know? You're going to miss out. Miss out on what? Ah, you got to buy to find out. Oh, my God, what am I going to miss out on? <laughs> if you don't do it now, you're going to miss out. Beyond Monet, the immersive experience is now open in downtown's Ice Palace Studios, taking over the spot vacated at the end of last year by Beyond Van Gogh, the immersive experience. I like Beyond Van Gogh. It was a little costly, but then again, you know, most marketing ploys, they do that. They, they up the price, but the space was nice. Beyond Van Gogh, which highlighted the life and times of Dutch painter, caused a frenzy, possibly because it was the first and also because it happened in spring of 2021 when life felt new and the air smelled like vaccines and freedom from watching crap TV on Netflix. It was swiftly followed by a second Van Gogh exhibit at the Olympia Theater, which I went to, by the way. Uh, Van Gogh, the immersive experience. This caused much confusion in Miami where critical thinking and cognitive ability are abundant as Winter Coast and Mango hatred. Ooh, that's a rough one. Van Gogh, the immersive experience. This caused much confusion in Miami where critical thinking and cognitive ability are as abundant as, abundant as Winter Coats and Mango hatred. Ooh, this journalist is going in on Miami thinking. Is he wrong, though? That's what we like about Miami. We don't care. Critical thinking. Hell no. I'm not going to think about something for more than a second, man. I got to move on. I got to choose between Club Live or Club 11 tonight, man. All right, I can't be wasting my, my thinking powers on uh, critical thinking. All right? I get it. 
People have no idea the plastic barriers of I-95 mean you're supposed to stay on your side of the express lanes. You can't expect them to distinguish between competing events with similar titles. Whoa. This guy's going in hard, though. This guy should be a comedian. Let it out, man. Let out the cynicism. What else do you think about Miami? In any case, oh, not the any, not the in any case, as if what you said was like a mic drop. Ah, let me go ahead and pick this mic up again. In any case, we have now arrived at Beyond Monet, which gives the French Impressionist a shot at digital stardom. With 400 artworks brought to life through projection technology and a set to music in a 50,000-square-foot space with a gazebo-like structure in the center, the results reminiscent of a really amazing screensaver are made up of more than 4 trillion content pixels. We don't really know what those are, but then again, we are from Miami. Jesus, dude. Can you take it easy? I'm even offended. <laughs> You're offending me. Oh, we don't know what megapixels are. Are the things on my screen that light up in unison to give me an image? That's it. That's all I know about them. Uh, here, are the vi- here are the vitally important things you need to know before you go. You need only a vague interest in art for entry. Yo, who wrote this? This has got to be the most cynical. Well, you know what? This guy was so cynical. They were like, hey, dude, go, go do a piece on Monet. <laughs> go do a piece on Monet uh, coming to Miami as, a, as, a, as an exhibit. Connie Ogle. Wow. Connie. Well, liven up a little bit. All right, take it easy. Oh, my God, Miami just does not appreciate art, and that makes me upset. Uh, you need only a vague interest in art for entry. You just need a little bit to enjoy this, Miami, okay? Beyond Monet isn't so much about examining the lasting value of the work by the French Impressionist. It's more about how badly you need material for Insta and TikTok. Wow. All right, Connie. Now, now I'm upset. All right, listen, Connie. The reason people go to these places is to show other people that they have an interest in these things and that they can have a photo. And it also benefits the venue promoting this art for uh, putting it on social media. So it's like free marketing, all right? If I go to a museum, I don't want to stay quiet looking at the stuff. I want to take a photo so that I can remember and that I can show off to my friends to show them how cultured I am. And if you make it a big exhibit, that means it's immersive. I can immerse myself in the art. Right? I don't want to stand next to a broken pot from the, from the Ming dynasty. I want to be inside of the pot. Right? So, you know, these kinds of exhibits, they're cool for that. They're cool for photos. It's called augmented reality, Connie. It's the future. All right? Why don't you get involved to, in that? All you need is a vague interest in where the future is going. What do you think about that, Connie? Oh, this journalist is getting me upset. Ooh. Uh, Everyday Surgeon says the mangoes from Abuelita's Publix bags are always the best. Yeah, a, a little quick segue over here for uh, Everyday Surgeon. Absolutely. You know, if, you're, if your abuela ever goes to a, a supermarket, she's going to pick the, the perfect uh, fruit or vegetable from the produce aisle every time. She can never go wrong. And you don't even need, why do you need organic? Here's the thing that I realized. Uh, abuelas can save you a lot of money. Because you don't have to buy organic to get organic. All you do is you send your abuela out to Publix, have her pick and choose over the produce. Whatever she brings back is organic. That's how fresh they are. All right? They have the least pesticides. 
They're in perfect condition. Hell, even the shape is great. She grabs that thing. She inspects it. She looks around, right? And sometimes they're so skilled, all they got to do is give it a little squeeze and they know if it's good or not. All right? So if you want to eat healthy, send your abuela over to the grocery, uh, to the produce aisle in your grocery store and have her choose the fruits and vegetables. You're going to be coming back with the most luxurious fruits and veggies. Shout out to grandmas out there. Uh, Gali Yusha, what's up? Meshi, what's going on? There's a lot of reading involved. You enter the exhibit into a room with bilingual explanations of the artist and his work. This is good as there is not much context once you get into the infinity room where the real stuff happens. If you don't want to read it, take photos on the ornamental bridges left there for just that purpose. There is a, st- there is a small amount of stumbling around in the dark. Don't be afraid. There are people in the shadows to guide you. You can become one with the artwork, kind of. The website assures that you can become one with the paintings, which isn't strictly true, but the colors will, pro- will project on you. So wear white and take good video. Sometimes the whole thing looks better through your phone. Seriously, try it, just not on the ancient iPhone 6S. Wow, Connie, wow. Water lilies are slightly less impressive projected like this. This isn't exactly like MoMA. Uh, there are not a l- all the cheesy selfie stations at the end of the exhibit. There are, there are not at all cheesy selfie stations at the end of the exhibit. You can pose with flowers, umbrellas, or a giant... Oh, Jesus, Connie. You know, some people want to take those photos so that they can seem, you know, s- humble in their way of showing off to their friends that they're cultured, you know? You can pose with flowers, umbrellas, or giant artist palette to fully complete your digital experience. This is what I'm going to start doing on the Miami Comedy Podcast. I'm going to start beefing. I'm going to start beefing with journalists. Just start, you know, maybe they'll give me free uh, uh, shout-outs on their, on their aisles. Do you want to listen to Terrible Comedy? Check out the Miami Comedy Podcast. Manny Garrido. Oh, got him. We going in, baby. <laughs> uh, take it out on me. All you want. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, let me go ahead and shout-out. So just the same way politicians are beefing with other politicians... Comedians should start beefing with journalists. Hey, there we go. That's what I'm going to do. I'm start d- dropping diss tracks on my podcast, calling out journalists uh, and, and, you know, what they're writing about. And then, you know, when, they, when, when it actually works and they want to have a debate on, on, a, on an opinion, I'd be like, look, man, I'm just a comedian. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am very uninformed. Unfortunately, I cannot make the debate. No, I'll probably tell them, yeah, I'll be there. You want to have a debate? Let's do it on the live stream. And then I just don't show up. Got him. <laughs> oh, man. Beyond Monet, Ice Palace Studios, 1400. Okay, I kind of see where, where Connie was going with this, Connie. Uh, maybe you're just marketing the, show, the, the Monet exhibit. And so you're like, you know, Miami's a very cynical place. Let's, let's make it a cynical piece so that, you know, they'd be like, hey, you know, whatever. I'll pay $50 to go in. Ah, all right. Whatever, man. I like the exhibits. Um, you know, it's it's nice to have these kinds of exhibits coming to Miami. It's refreshing. Uh, it's something to do. They're open during the day. Usually in Miami, there's not a lot of options to go out and do something in the daytime. It's good to have these kinds of exhibits there so that you walk in and you immerse yourself in the art and you take photos and you read something interesting and there's other people there. That's why I like these exhibits, you know. Miami should have more daytime events. Miami doesn't have a lot of daytime events. It's always like brunch. The only kind of daytime events is the ones you, 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 that have alcohol involved. You know, I'd like to do more things. 
in Miami other than go to the beach or go to get blacked out drunk at a brunch. Which, by the way, before I forget, I want to write that joke down. That's really good. Why buy organic when Awalita always chooses the best produce? By... By squeezing them. There you go. That's a good one. I like that joke. All right. So, uh, Ceci Rome, what's up? Bandit Mills, uh, Romeo, Manis. All right, guys. So, uh, don't forget, for those tuning in on uh, Instagram, the experience is in YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, which are apps. However, I prefer growing the uh, YouTube channel. So if you guys want to watch the real experience, if you guys want to see the Beyond Miami Comedy podcast exhibit, go to miamicomedy.com slash YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and then just watch that show on that app. Believe me, it's way better than this screen here on Instagram. Instagram has been acting up these past few episodes. It keeps freezing. It doesn't let me go live. The servers are always acting up. YouTube is a little more reliable, and it's the second most popular website on the internet, according to what I've read. So there you go. YouTube is where to experience the Miami Comedy Podcast live stream. Once again, it's miamicomedy.com slash YouTube. Subscribe and click on the little bell on it so that if I go live, you get a little notification, all right? Uh, Your intro on YouTube is like five minutes long before the show starts. Exactly. I don't even have to do it on, uh, I can't do that on Instagram. Whenever I go live on Instagram, it's like right there, right? If on YouTube, you've got a whole uh, intro, you know it's coming. I'm setting up, I'm going. You can start writing on the chat. You don't have to wait for me to get on late. Sometimes when I'm behind, you know, I'm 10, 15 minutes late. I'm fidgeting with Instagram trying to go live. YouTube allows me to go live and put on a, a, a coming soon. You can always fast forward it too, you know? After, after it's done going live, you can just fast forward the first five minutes. And also, the last episode was 20 minutes long intro because I was wrestling with Instagram. That was Instagram's fault, Steph. All right? Instagram is not letting me go live. There's some days where Instagram's like, you're not going live today. Why? Uh, we can't find the reason as to why you can't go live. <laughs> they don't give you a reason. They're just like, we don't know why, but you're not going live. And, then, and the worst thing is, I can't go live, but then when I go on my homepage, other, other people are live. How come I can't go live? We didn't like what you said. Communication is key. Instagram, let me know. And lo and behold, when I make a donation on the thing, when I put on donation, I can go live. It's the weirdest. Instagram's algorithms is preventing me from going live at, at a particular time of the day. It, they're They're weird. You know what I mean? You know when you have a scornful lover and they don't want to tell you what's wrong? Instagram acts up that way. What's wrong, Instagram? Nothing. Nothing is wrong. Instagram, come on. Can I? Can I? No. No, I'm fine. I'm good. But I'm not good. I'd like to go live. I'm sorry. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's how Instagram is. Oh. <laughs> uh. I usually just fast forward. Yeah, of course. That's what I mean. That's, the, that's one of the things that's also great about YouTube when you watch the live streams. If it's recorded, you can just fast forward it to wherever you want. And then eventually, once I start uh, organizing the show a little bit more as I progress, 
uh, you know, I have like an out, I'll have like an outline on YouTube so that there's different topics that you can just jump in and watch. Instead of watching the whole episode, let's say you just want to see one topic where I'm riffing on it, you can just click on the chapter and it'll just show you like the five, ten minutes of that one particular topic. All right, guys, so um, I got to go see a coaching client now. I'm going to go ahead and have lunch before I do that. Um, I like the four o'clock slot. Does this work for you guys? I mean, I know it's a small group, but nonetheless, I, I want to make it convenient for you, for those that tune in. So um, the new schedule is Monday through Thursday, 6 o'clock, Friday, 4 o'clock, Saturday, 10.30. We'll do a late-night show on Saturday, and then Sunday, back to 6 o'clock. I'll come up with a schedule. I'll start putting it on the calendar. Excuse me. I'll start making events out of it. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get this organized. I've got all this new equipment coming in. I've got new cameras. I got bird's eye view cameras. I love this view. You got Flemmy the Flamingo there. Uh, I'm probably going to get a motorized camera here on top. And uh, yeah, I got a LED screen coming over here as well as a neon sign. It, this is going to be like one big augmented reality for the podcast. Or, as, they, or as, they, as they're calling it now, which is a vodcast, which is people that record video with the audio. And then it becomes more immersive that way. All right? So uh, tonight, 9 o'clock, we're going to be at Thank You Miami Beer House. And that's every Friday. We do it Monday as well. But since it's Friday, we're going to be doing the show 9 o'clock. So if you guys want to come out and watch a live stand-up comedy show, I've got some great comics coming out. Uh, hosted by Dean Roshdi, which is a very hardworking and talented comic, an up-and-comer here in South Florida. Go to MiamiComedy.com slash events. Go ahead and see the calendar. And uh, Sunday night, we're over at Tipsy Flamingo, and that show always sells out. So if you guys want to go to a loungy cocktail bar in downtown Miami, that is a very limited space. So do make your reservations in advance. All right, everybody. That is it for the podcast today. Thank you very much for tuning in to our first 4 o'clock stream. I will see you on the next episode.